thanks Janae, for joining me today. It's so good to have you on, Janae. It's a good, good, good time to have Janae on as a guest on this podcast. So welcome to The New Chemist. We're glad you're listening. Feel free to download this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a variety of other platforms. Here on The New Chemist, we discuss chemistry, which simply put is a science of change, as well as careers, community research, and COVID-19. We're so happy you're tuning in. My guest today is Janae Burroughs, an MBBS candidate at the University of the West Indies. Thanks for joining me today. It is so good to hear from you. Just briefly, I'll inform my audience about you. So me and Janae go way back, like way, way back, like all the way back to high school. I mean, that's a long time ago. That's like seven years ago or eight years ago now. Eight. Eight. Yeah. So, I mean, Janae is currently studying medicine. She's done a BA at Liberty University. And she's a really intelligent young lady, and it's really good to have her on. She's a leader in her own age stage and right. So it's definitely an, a pleasure and an honor to have Janae on this podcast. So Janae, what have been your longstanding interests in the field of science? Well, David, first, thank you for um, letting me be here. It's a pleasure. Um, I would say that my longstanding interests um, one being in the fact that I am studying medicine and I am one year out from my MBBS degree and I'll finally be a doctor fully. Um, my longstanding interest is just to advocate for patients and to give them the tools that they need to create healthier lifestyle and healthier livings to decrease hospitalizations and um, so that they can live a good life. Um, more importantly though, in the field of medicine, I think that my longstanding interests also have to do with um, mentoring and mentorship with pre-medical students as well as medical students, because I truly believe in diversity in medicine. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the statistics, there are only about 5% of um, Black physicians in the world. And that number itself is astounding. And I feel like there are a lot of unrepresented minorities in medicine. Mm -hmm. And I my uh, what drives me is being able to mentor those behind because I know that for me I didn't really get the mentorship that I think that I needed mm -hmm. um, during through my journey so okay those those are my interests okay that's interesting as you said so mentoring and also diversity so that's good that's good and decreasing hospitalizations so I'll just offer that same question my, my, what I'll ask you is how were you able to overcome the barrier in which you weren't, uh, you didn't have access to a lot of mentoring? How did you overcome that? How did you get through that? Well, um, a lot of that had to do with confidence in myself and okay. just um, overcoming the barriers that people placed on me. And I will never mm -hmm. forget, there, there have been speed bumps along the road. Like for instance, when I was in... Um, college at Liberty University, I was two, two person. So during the, you know, third year, fourth year, you're deciding what you want to do. You're applying to schools. Uh, if you want to do like a postgraduate education. And I had asked my advisor what he thought about me applying to medical school. I wanted some guidance on to how, how to go about it. And basically he told me um, that he didn't think I should apply for medicine. Wow. Um, I think he had told me, he gave me a different suggestion of what he thought I should do. And I also remember my organic chemistry teacher 
Now, organic chemistry was, you know, it was tough. And mm. the teacher, the professor that I had, he was also very tough. But I asked him for a letter of recommendation because I did think that I displayed, you know, good skills, right? Okay. And he basically told me, he said, I think you should, um, I, I wouldn't write you a letter of recommendation to go to medical school, but I think maybe you should do nursing or something. Wow. And, and look at you now, almost finished with your MBBS. Take that. Yes. And at every level, I think that there are persons who are going to dis- try to discourage you and dissuade you from doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But for me, I realized that I had to take control of my future and what I wanted to do yeah. and carve out those paths for myself, mm-hmm. even if others weren't willing to help me do that. So yeah. those are some of the ways that I've overcome that. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting you bring that up. And we'll discuss more about that in the podcast. But, you know, I, I've listened, I just a quick note on that. Um, you know, I've listened to somebody just mentioned to mention in their discussions or in their speeches um, how they were trying to apply to some Ivy League school and someone looked at them and told them they were not cut out for that. And come to find out they attended two different Ivy League institutions, Princeton and Harvard. And they've done really well. So, yeah, you can't let people uh, chart your course. You chart your own course. Yes. So and I find that um, just like another note is that sometimes those persons who tell you no and who don't, who try to shut the door in your face, that just gives you the fuel that you need to continue going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to reappropriate that. Yeah, reappropriate that and use that fuel. Some people coin that off. Uh, Describe it as the I'll show you response in the yeah, you said yes. I can't do it. So I'm gonna show you <laughs> that you're not right. you're not the last word on my destiny. So how do you maintain view of the bigger picture in your career and in your life in general? How do you keep perspective, Janae? Especially speak about the time in which you were like dealing with COVID and all this other good stuff or bad stuff, whatever you want to phrase that. So honestly, it's it's difficult sometimes to keep perspective. I will say that. And during my time studying, like you said, COVID, but even before COVID in my, after my first year of medical school, I was back home in the Bahamas and um, I stayed, I was supposed to leave actually. I was scheduled to leave, but I stayed behind for like a family wedding and something. And that's when Dorian hit. I was stuck in the storm and I think the fair surrounding that in and of itself was just out of the norm because that was my first major hurricane in um, at home. And, you know, the hurricane stood still for like three, two days. Yeah, 72 and, hours. Yeah. And after the hurricane, it was just devastating destruction. Um, I was happy at the time to be home with my family because I thought about what would I, what would I have done if I was... Um, in school at that time but I was just thinking like you know I'm supposed to go back and leave my family in a time of crisis and I actually had to so I did I you know I helped out I tried to do some volunteering before I left but I had to take a um basically a refugee flight out to Nassau and then I had to go back go back to school and I think that year itself was a lot of tragedy. I lost one of my cousins as well in a tragic accident. And along the way, I think it, it made me realize that medicine kind of takes some things from you, mm-hmm. um, the journey itself, because you're away from family. 
there are big life-changing events that are happening when you're studying for this thing that you're supposed to be dedicating your life to, but you're missing moments. And so I had to look at it in a different perspective in that Mm -hmm. this will pass Mm -hmm. and that this is just a stop that I need to, for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult keeping perspective because when you're in the midst of it, even in COVID, when you're in the midst of COVID, it's like, you know, this is something terrible. But for me, COVID allowed me to come back home and be with my family for a little while. And I hadn't been able to do that for so long. Mm-hmm. So it's keeping the perspective in that, yes, bad things do happen or things are occurring. And it may not be something that you enjoy or that you like, but realizing that everything is working for your good. That's how I have to look at it, that everything is aligning itself for the better, for a, a bigger purpose. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. And you know, yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up. You, you, yeah, because you know, no matter for academic, uh, for academic paths, whether it be postgraduate or even undergraduate, many times you are missing things as you prepare or as you go through those journeys. Yeah, yeah you, you're missing things. But mm-hmm. this is, and that's, and you just have to acknowledge that. But I think that's a part of the sacrifice that you make because of the reward you want on the latter end of the journey. So just for example, you can think about the grocery store. It's a sacrifice that you have to make when you go to the grocery store. You could be doing something else, but you know you need groceries to cook and to eat. So, yeah. yeah. So how have you been adaptive and creative in the fields of science? Where would you say you have been creative? Where has has Janae's creativity come about? So um, I'm always trying to think of things that I can do differently or... um, change or make things better in terms of creative one thing that I it has been my little creative outlet is I started a blog um, back in 2019 so this would have been after the I think right after the hurricane I had started a blog I always wanted to do it because like I said I'm interested in mentorship and um, inspiring the 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 younger generation paying Mm -hmm. it forward and so I had started a blog where I um, document my journey through medicine and that is a way that's a way that I um basically have a little creative outlet but I still get the opportunity to share my passions of um medicine food whatever it is um it's the checkupblog.com and that's something that I am neglecting actually um just because of the the stress of school and everything else but um that's one way that I've been creative yeah, that's good. That's good. It's good to have a blog. You know, I've seen a lot of people on YouTube who do the exact same thing. So people could follow along with you as you're going through it. That makes yeah. it more enjoyable. I think not just for the person itself, themselves, but also for the people who are watching you and cheering you on. So yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you seek or find the right environment for you to thrive scientifically and intellectually? How did you seek it or how have you complemented to the environment being a place where you can thrive? So, um, that's such an interesting question. So in some instances, it wasn't really a choice in terms of seeking, in terms of seeking out, like for instance, school, I know for college, I didn't really choose where I went to college, but um, I think regardless of the environment, I've always tried to find 
individuals or um, clubs that I can grow and, you know, mature in, where I can mm-hmm. be surrounded with people who are at the same intellectual level who can inspire me and um, encourage me to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in um, college, I actually created um, the Caribbean Student Union at the Caribbean Student Association at Liberty. Okay. And so that was one way that I was able to find, you know, people that I could, you know, be inspired and be around them. Now here in medical school, one way that I have kind of been able to find the environment to grow is um, through community service. Yeah. So I, I am the, I'm the student representative for the American College of Physicians okay. um, with internal medicine at my university. And so one thing that we like to do is community outreach um, events. And most notably, one of the things that we recently did we went to um, a Haitian church in the community mm-hmm. and most of the, they wanted us to do a clinic there because a lot of the members don't go to the clinic due to various reasons, whether they're scared of immigration or they don't think that they'll be treated fairly. Mm-hmm. So we did a clinic there and we were able to serve, like to serve almost a hundred persons mm-hmm. and give them their checkups, their blood blood glucose, um, screen for hypertension and diabetes and all those stuff and just counsel them with health. So that's something that I'm also passionate about. And that's something that fuels me. And so finding, you know, those individuals who are willing to come out and service the community in that way is, um, has been very important to me. And also, so that's some, just, that's just some of the ways that I've been able to surround myself with people who can help me to thrive in those environments. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's good. You're the student representative for the American College of Physicians uh, in terms of internal medicine. That's good. That's good, Janema. That's good. So what have been your most effective and impactful ideas to date? What would you say that what idea that you're using now or what strategy that you're using now has got you this far in terms of being a medical medical school candidate at at the University of the West Indies? What strategy, what time management strategy, what technique, what study approach, what's helped you got this, get this far? I would say that there's two things, probably. Um, the first one is to always be adaptable. Okay. And whether that's in my study methods, whether that's in, um, you know, in the hospital, just learning how to interact with different people, you want to be adaptable because there are various different um, personalities that you will encounter at the hospital. There are so many different um, things that you will encounter just anywhere in the world. And so I think being adaptable has helped me to get so far. Mm-hmm. Um, also discipline, but you know, just being adaptable mm-hmm. as well as um, just continuing to never stop learning. So yeah. obviously I'm in, I'm in medical school. So, you know, there's just a lot of information that I have to learn. But I think in life, in general, being able to be willing to continue learning mm-hmm. and to continue unlearning things that are not serving you. So mm-hmm. I'm actually reading this very good book right now called um, Think Again. Mm-hmm. And it basically talks about the ability to unlearn things that are not getting you ahead and be willing to learn new things. So there are some things that we learn as children or that our parents teach us that they learn from their parents. But in this current generation, some of those things just 
won't cut it, you know? So you have Mm -hmm. to be willing to kind of shed those things and learn new things. And in medicine, of course, I'm just always reading and I'm always trying to build on the knowledge that I have Mm -hmm. um, because it'll serve me. And I, it's honestly so surprising how many times I'll remember something or I'll, or I'll be able to think of a concept that I can't remember, but I read it maybe five years ago. Yeah. And so, yeah, so those are the, those are the two things, basic adaptability and being able to learn new things. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, I, I, I could relate to that, too. In terms of when I was in organic chemistry, one of the things I would do, I had a favorite show on Discovery Channel called Goal Rush. And one of the characters, I used one of the characters to uh, come up with a mnemonic for one of the regioselective rules. So when it comes up, in terms of Hoffman's rule or Zeiss's rules, for example, there was a character named Todd Hoffman. So tert-butoxide T, Hoffman, tert-butoxide facilitates Hoffman's rule or result, or the products follow Hoffman's rule when they use it. So outside this, I can relate to that a lot. So Janae, how do you maintain a balanced life given all your responsibilities and accomplishments? So uh, do you, how do you keep your priorities in check? How do you stay, stay level during all of this? It's very difficult, David. It's so difficult. Um, I think that I'm honestly always juggling something. And I recently saw this um, quote, I shared this um, little thing on social media and it basically said, you know, me, I'm trying to juggle things financially, but I'm always also trying to get enough sleep. I'm trying to keep on top of my work and I'm also trying to spend time with my family. So it's a constant push and pull. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that I have perfected it. And I think as I've gotten older, I've realized that you will never truly find a balance, mm-hmm. but it's just realizing that certain seasons in your life yeah. require a different balance. So right now for me, I am finishing up um, medical school and more of my time is required to just you know, finish and prepare for the, for the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I, um, I try to balance it by spending time with my family and I'm blessed that now I'm back in the Bahamas. And so I'm able to spend a lot more time with my nieces and see my family a little bit more often. Mm-hmm. And so where my cup is being poured out at work, I'm able to come home and, you know, get my cup filled up again. And so I think mm-hmm. that good. is a balance that has been working for me. Like, I still, I'm not reading as much as I want to read. I still don't get to catch up on my Netflix shows like I want to, but I am satisfied that, you know, you the go. push and pull is working for me right now. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, 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 it's a balance, but I have not reached that equilibrium as yet, but it's working for me. That's good. I like what you said. Different seasons of your life require a different set of priorities that you have to yeah. work through. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. So how have you been successful as a student? How did you get into UE? Like UE is a good school in the Caribbean. Um, yes. How did you get into UE? Um, and how have you gotten this far? Like how were you able to stay in this long for UE to being close to finishing? So how did you get through? How What, if you were to break down your success thus far to date in UE and at Liberty, how, what would you say has complemented tremendously? Would it be networking, time management, study skills, your friends, the clubs you are part of, what is complemented to your success? So I will say um, probably the number one thing is discipline. Discipline, Um, okay. Yeah, so I've always been a very disciplined person, um, but just 
continuing to keep that discipline and I don't know. It's, 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 it's a discipline thing. I would say, um, mm -hmm. even to get into UE, you know, I did well in my, um, pre-medical courses and a lot of the applications too, were looking at, you know, community service outreach and, um, letters of recommendation, all that stuff. So I was always involved in community service in, um, at Liberty mm -hmm. and even back home, like when I would come home, I would do, um, um, community service things and so I think that kind of helped in getting into um, getting into UE I had applied to two of the schools but I wanted to go to Jamaica because I mean I think that you know the Jamaica campus is the best one uh, Jamaica and Jamaica so, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so um, when I got in I was honestly I will say when I had applied I was very nervous and I didn't think that I was going to get in. Okay. I, it was, I think it was more of an imposter syndrome okay. thing where I didn't think I was going to get in and I was waiting for them to reply to me. And I honestly had like a little mid midlife crisis and thinking, you know, if I don't get in, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Like David, honestly, I was like, I was telling my, I, I spoke to my parents and I was like, I don't know if I should apply to dentistry school. Like, do I really want to be a doctor? Like, and they had to basically say, Janae, you've, you've done everything that you can. You have applied, you, you, you've worked hard. Just leave it up to God. Yeah. And yeah, like there's another, there's a whole other story about like my whole UE application thing. Mm -hmm. But when I got the letter, when I got the letter that said that I got in, mm -hmm. I was ecstatic and I was ecstatic. Now, staying in UE, I don't think that it's as hard as getting in. Um, I know I, I just don't think it's as hard as people make it seem. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, medical school is tough. Um, but I will say with anything, it's a constant building on what you've learned the prior mm -hmm. year and continuing to build and build and being able to continue reading like UE's motto is read for your degree. And they mean you will read. So I, I think I, I can't all contribute it to myself though. I will say having a good set of friends who are able to um, study with you and go over questions, like that's vital. Mm -hmm. um, surrounding yourself with the right people. I think exactly. that's um, incredibly important as well as networking. That, that also is a factor, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to being disciplined and mm -hmm. having a goal in mind. And I've always been a very goal oriented person and looking at the future, like, you know, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do that by any means necessary. So if I need to put in the work, I will put in the work. And I think that that is what's kept me going so far. Mm -hmm. And just realizing how close I am to finishing because time has flown by mm -hmm. and I'm so close. And so it's like, I'm not gonna give up now. Mm -hmm. Because I, yeah. I'm almost there. There you yeah. go. I can't give up now. That's good. This is good. I feel like I'm getting inspired. I have to re-listen to this. <laughs> Just stay that one snippet. That's good. <laughs> that is good. So, how have you maintained vision and teamwork in your environment? How how do you keep the collaborative spirit going with your friends and stuff like that? What do you do in med school to keep it going? So, um, one of the things that my friends and I do, we 
try to, it depends on like whatever rotation we're on, but we definitely try to go over questions, you know, when we're coming up to the exam right. and we're always trying to um, bounce, bounce ideas off of each other because at the end of the day, there might be something that I'm strong in where my other friend isn't strong in. And mm. I can explain that to her and vice versa. I may not understand something and they may understand it and they can explain it to me. And so it's just being collaborative with each other. And I realized that collaboration is better than competition. Mm -hmm. You know, all of us have the same goal in mind. We all just want to, we all just want to graduate. And at the end of the day, you know, having that team mentality, it's not just about I helps to translate to even um with your patients you know mm -hmm. it's because when you finish medical school and you're working on the wards you're working with a team and mm -hmm. so you have to have the adaptability to work as a team player and i think um you know having those study groups with my friends and having you know being able to text each other and ask okay so what do you think about this and sharing stories about um sharing like case case reports with other case patients, studies yeah high level you thinking know? case studies like, yeah. yeah so that 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 helps a lot with everything so that's yeah. how i've maintained teamwork and also one thing i found some of the most uh progressive or really advancing clinics they're multidisciplinary they, they have yeah. a, a variety of people a plethora of specialties working together to solve the cases and different perspectives when you have a high degree of expertise Though the mm -hmm. perspectives may be different, when they are good in their craft, that complements to solving the issue or at least ameliorating the condition. So yeah, that's good. So why did you choose um, uh, MBBS as opposed to dentistry or any other any other path? What made you choose medicine? Why medicine? From I was six, I think maybe okay. five or six, I always wanted to be a doctor. Okay. I think it might have been partly due to the fact that my um, uncle, Dr. Um, Hayward Cooper, was an um, obstetric gynecologist. And so I don't know if that kind of contributed to it, but I always knew that I wanted to be a doctor. And going through school, I think it was just something that I gravitated towards. I always loved the sciences. Um, you know, me and you were in physics and chem and all of that. Yeah, every class together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, even in college, it was just something that I enjoy. Mm. But in terms of choosing between dentistry and um, like medicine, I, I, I don't really like teeth. And I don't think I could spend my days looking in, you know, mouths. But just having that patient interaction with someone and being able to you know, fix something for them to make some someone better than you left them, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. someone and there, you know, there's something wrong and you're able to aid in the solution that, process. Yeah. I think that that is what I would really drove me towards medicine. Now, MBBS versus MD in the US, it just made financial sense to me um, mm -hmm. to, to be home and to have a cheaper tuition um it, it made a lot of sense to me yeah I, that's good that's good yeah so I after I finish you know I will have to do some additional training and who knows if I'll go to the U.S. but you know MBBS just felt it was a it's it was the best path. choice for me yeah and you and it's I think it's an established fact some of the best doctors in the Bahamas have passed through UE yes the best and one of the former prime ministers as well as um, one yes. of the leading obstetrician gynecologists on Grand Bahama, they mm -hmm. passed through UE. So 
There's the, yeah. the fact that the evidence, see, we, the we evidence can, is clear. The evidence is clear. Opinions might yeah. vary, but when you get when you base your decisions and opinions on the facts, the facts are clear. Yes. Some good doctors come out of UE. So that's a fact. Um, so do you have any advice to those wanting to pursue what you're currently working on? What's your advice to someone who sees this and says, wow, Janae is really doing a good job. How can I do what Janae is doing? What would be your advice to them? I want to go to medical school. I'm in the Bahamas or I'm in the Caribbean um, and I want to go to UE. What's your advice to them? My advice is to not give up. Yeah. If it's something that you want to do, mm -hmm. continue to pursue it and can pursue it with all your might. And doors will open for you when you are persistent. Mm -hmm. um, continue striving, whatever thing you can do. If you say to yourself, I want to go to medical school, study for those exams, whether that's the MCAT, get your exams in order, whether you need to do a, another degree to kind of get uh, make your application better, mm -hmm. surround yourself with people who are doing what you want to do. So whether that means you're volunteering with doctors in their clinic, whether you're shadowing them, getting any type of experience that can aid you in your application for medical school, mm -hmm. do that. Never stop learning mm -hmm. and never give up. That's all I would say. Never give up. If, if it's something that you really, really want to do mm -hmm. and, you know, people come up to um, message me all the time and they ask the same question and I'm just telling them, continue pressing on, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, continue yeah. pressing on. There will be doors that will open for you, but don't give up. Yeah, yeah, it's important to have vision in mind to be persistent and to persevere. So what has been some of the most beneficial advice that you have received, Janae? As we conclude, what has been some of the most beneficial advice you have received from your parents, from a teacher, or whatever the case may be? Um, what's some been some of the most beneficial advice? What replays in your mind when you have hard days or what keeps you going? So recently I will say, um, my parents give me advice all the time and mm -hmm. they give some of the greatest advice. But one of the best advice that I've received recently and that I've just been implementing recently, and this, this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, mm. um, but one of the best advice is that always ask, mm -hmm. always shoot your shot, mm -hmm. you know? And for me, um, as, I'm as I am transitioning you know, about to graduate and figuring out what I'm going to do. For residency? Um, yes. It's, it's never be afraid to ask someone, mm -hmm. you know, shoot your shot. If you mm. want something, go after something and ask, don't be afraid of no, mm -hmm. because people will tell you no a bunch of times, mm -hmm. but all you need is one. Yes. Mm -hmm. All you need is one. Yes. And so for me, that's, that's been working. I have just been shooting my shot. I've been asking for help. I've been, you know, seeking out these mentors and mm -hmm. not being afraid of hearing the word no, mm -hmm. because when you hear the word yes, that one yes can change your life. Mm -hmm. And I think that applies to so many things in life. And it's like, you know, the Bible tells you to ask, mm -hmm. to knock, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have, you have to be confident and do yes. that. And, yes. and I have found that a lot of people in this world, they've gotten to where they've gotten, not because they're qualified. Now, I'm not saying that people aren't qualified, but a lot of people have gotten to where they've gotten because they have not been afraid to ask. Yeah, that's true. You know, you have yeah, to be afraid. You have to, you have to not be afraid to ask because 
closed mouths don't do not get fed yeah that's true that's very true yeah. and just as we conclude i'll just say this this these these words were credited to mother Teresa. people are often unreasonable irrational and self-centered forgive them anyway if you are kind people may accuse you of selfish ulterior motives be kind anyway if you are successful if you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find sincerity, serenity, unhappiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. Thank you, Janae, so much for joining me today. It was so good to have you on. As Thanks for listening. We're glad you were able to tune into this podcast. Once again, this is The New Chemist, where we discuss chemistry, which simply put is the science of change, as well as the other sciences, careers, community, research, and COVID-19. Thanks again for listening. Note, the views on this podcast represent those of my guests and I. Thank you.